0: We. Are. I. The thought that's burning in my mind this morning, you know, as I sit here, first of all I was thinking, man, I've been up since 148 a.m. And now it's 422. Today's one of those days where it's a travel day. And you know what? I feel great right now. But the mind has a little bit of an opportunity here to wander because there's been so much time that it, you know, kind of feels like lunchtime already. And you know, I can't help but think the the thought that's percolating in my mind right now is the power of the people around you, the power of friendship, the power of community, the power of your social network. And this is where I really feel like social media platforms that create a so-called social network with not a whole lot of tangible benefit, is it missing out on something really key? and this is also something that i feel is a really important aspect to to religion or you know to you know people who follow a doctrine with a group of other people because then you have an opportunity to be able to come together and people recognize when there's need in category x and they help each other my doctrine growing up was not a religious doctrine although i was forced to be able to go to or forced to go to church, uh, you know, by my mom. You know, she was very much into uh, the Anglican church. I never really connected with it. You know, part of this might have been because my dad chose never to go, and you know, it always seemed like something we had to do, and we had to go to Sunday school. And my mom taught Sunday school, and you know, we had to sit in this church. And there's a ton of experiences that I had there that you know weren't so pleasant. You know, like one of these moments was, you know, like I'm a, I'm a young boy, like, like no shit, I'm probably three, four, five years old. And I will never forget this just because of how fucking wild it was. And this is to show you kind of a a window of the times that I grew up in. So you're talking, you know, Southern Alberta, small town, which is the equivalent to like, you know the midwest small town, southern united states small town and or I just any small town in any province or state anywhere around the world. shit's just, just different and it's behind by about 10, 20, 30 years depending on how far off the mainstream grid it falls. So I'm sitting there in church sitting in the first row and you know just like a child in any other place like you just want to be in the in the front row. So I'm sitting there, and I'm young, and my mom plops me up on the on the part where, you know, typically you rest your forearms against, and church hasn't officially started yet. And this was one of those places where, you know, I have to give it credit for this, is that as long as you weren't being a fucking asshole, it was just like, come as you are, do as you are, be as you be, and this was an actual church church for the inside, all wood, you know, 60, 80 foot ceilings, fucking all decked out pews, the whole, but like, this isn't one of the new age churches where it's in a old 7-Eleven that's been renovated. This is a traditional church, you know, and again, my mom teaches Sunday school. We know the pastor very well. He's up there, you know, speaking his gospel, and I'm sitting there in the front, and the church is about to get started, and this Old fucking crazy woman sitting in the row next to us. She walks over and just fucking whacks me right in the face. Just bitch slaps me like I'm some drunk fucking whore cheating on with some fucking other dude. And that dude's girlfriend shows up. And they're like 16 or 18 years old. Like just full on Bitch smacks the fucking hair right off my head. Who do you see my mom go fucking wild? Do you see that fucking church go wild? Woo, I will never forget that. I will never forget that moment. That was fucking just, who one of those hot moments in your life that no matter what's going on, you will never forget that shit. So you speed that up, and you know like the whole point behind this is you know like the power of the people in the community around you. Is, you know, yesterday I had, morning, you know, I'm doing this pumpkin patch of all these sponsors, you know, from signage to rototilling, cultivation, planting, you know, to propagation you know, to to finances, to land, to everything. Like all these people in my community around me, whether I knew them before this project or not, have all come together for a common good to be able to supply and donate money, time and resources to further our community. And that's what it's done. That's the point behind this project is why everybody's getting involved. You know, hope, we're hoping to be able to cut approximately, you know, well, just a significant check to the Boys and Girls Club here in Langley. That's the goal. And you've seen all these people come around and, you know, foster and manifest this goal into what it is. And then yesterday, you know, I need these pumpkin seeds and I need them propagated. And the company I was supposed to do it, dealing with this guy there that's just, completely fucking disjointed from reality, it seems like. You know, and they should have had these seeds in and started them, you know, about a week ago. So I, you know, I email him. I'm like, hey, person X, you know, just seeing kind of like where things are at, you know, because this is our timeline. This is when we need to have things in the field. You know, we're kind of backing up to, uh, to that corner here. And, you know, he emails me back. He's like, actually, I decided I'm not going to do it. It's like, okay, well, that's a fucking curveball. Like if you knew that you can't tell me before this moment right now, when you see seen my email come in your inbox and 30 minutes later, you email me back that you didn't know already. Why not just say something? This is the power of the quick no versus the delayed Maybe. Because that delayed maybe, when you offer that, when you bestow that and gift that upon somebody else, that slow maybe, it's not a good, just a fucking quick no or a quick yes. The slow maybe is death of a situation, 100% death. Because you don't realize the impact that that might have on the backstretch. So I call one of my homeboys, somebody really close to me, and I'm like, hey, man, person X just pulled out of this project, after we just talked this morning, and you told me I need to get on this, you know, because my timelines are shrinking, you know, I'm like, hey, man, like, like, what can we do here? You know, you said this could be option B, you know, can I explore this option B He's like, let me make a couple phone calls first, he calls me back, like 15 minutes later, he's like, I have another propagation company that's willing to do the propagation. And I just, you know, called another farmer to see if he'll donate all the seeds. And I was like, Damn, man. I'm like, I know you're busy. I know you have a shit ton on your plate right now. I know you do. But you dropped it all to try to fix this for me. There's no tangible benefit for him. But he tried to do this for me. It's like, fuck, that's, that's noble. I love that. That's that's noble. I love that. You know, then he messaged me like an hour later. He's like, dude, man. He's like, I'm actually really struggling with situation Next, like, Like, what would you do here? So I like map it all out. I'm like, this way I do. He's like, yo, man, thanks. And I'm just like, I hope that you felt the same way that I felt, you know, when I called you and said, hey, I'm in this jam. You dropped it all and you helped me. A few days ago, you know, I have this, this other issue of trying to get a truck and a trailer to be able to, you know, grab this car. There's something that's been plaguing me for like a month. One of those things we almost wish that you never would have committed to doing it because, There's no real benefit to you, but there's benefit to other people. And that's the reason why you did it in the first place. But there's sometimes these situations are like, they plague you because they don't really go according to plan. Then you realize that they're to help somebody that you love. So no matter what the shit is, you do it anyway. This is one of those situations. But then, so I talking to this guy, I'm just like, man, I really need a truck and trailer. He's like, fuck. He's like, no problem, man. He's like, this benefits me. This benefits you. Like, I'll get you a truck and trailer. Don't worry. He's like, I got a truck and a trailer. He's like, my dad's got a trailer. I can borrow it from him. Don't worry, man. He's like, we got this. I was like, fuck, that's noble. I actually have somebody that's a really good friend of mine that I work with. And, you know, like there's days that, you know, like we work together and this is on a, a per hour basis. And we might not even, you know, we might miss some of our billables. You know, but this noble motherfucker, he—he's like, you know what, man? He's like, because I know where these funds are going and what they're for. He's like, it doesn't matter, man. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook that up anyway. You know, it's not like this, this noble motherfucker is asking for an accounting. But the one thing is, I look at that moment, I'm like, this is somebody that believes that I'm honest. This is somebody who believes that. You know, it's going towards, towards a good cause and it's actually going there. So I'm like, not only is this a noble motherfucker, is he just like, I can see this situation, but I see what he thinks, the relationship that him and I have too. So this is just like a few examples of the people who are around me. And it's like, god damn, man. It's like, this is the type of networking community and social network of, of people that you need around you. I feel like truly feel like this is how it's always been until we decided that major urban centers were, you know, like the greater of the way to be able to live besides small, smaller rural communities which we've eliminated tens of thousands of small rural communities in Canada and the United States systematically year after year. Because we want to lie to people and tell them that living in major urban centers has more opportunity. It's like more opportunity for what? Like like truly more opportunity for what? It's harder to be able to create that, that collectively dependent community upon each other, which we know actually curbs mental health issues, anxiety, and depression because you can wake up every day and know that you have a community of people around you that will support you no matter what. But then also you know the face of the person beside you you know the name of the person beside you you know the the likes of the people in your community because it's the same people it's the same people you're not when you move into these major urban centers and you most likely will never see another person or the same person ever again that you walk past today that you drive past tomorrow having that kind of faceless and this is where social media i think the we started the concept of social media decades before. It's just major urban centers where you have this faceless interaction with people, where you slowly had less accountability all the time. And then we just hyper fine tune that by creating these social media platforms where you actually don't really create any tangible benefits. Like you think you have a big social network, but like besides people just hitting like now you've turned that like that somebody doesn't even really necessarily care about into this monetary transaction but if you take the money away like what do you what do you have after that nothing nothing because simply if the power grid goes down your whole social network will be eliminated the one thing is my whole social network will have stayed and if the whole system goes for shit I can call those bad motherfuckers that are in my life. I can say, "Hey, like let's do this. These are your skills, these are my skills. We have skills past any of this superficial bullshit. We can collectively survive by the skills that we have accumulated in life. These bad motherfuckers in mine. So one thing I've realized going through my life and talking about this this morning is, do you fucking create value? Are you a bad motherfucker for somebody else? Are you the type of person that when shit goes sideways, somebody's going to call you? Somebody's going to call you because the benefit that you bring to that person's life, which is the com- or the value that you bring to the community around you, because you have skills and assets that supersede the superficial bullshit that we have today. Because all the superficial things that we have today can really go sideways real fast. And we're seeing that right now. If this environment right now really goes down the rabbit hole, you need to look at the people around you and say, A, do I benefit these people? And B, do these people benefit me? Do I have a community of bad motherfuckers that if shit goes sideways that I still will to buy?"